You're now listening to Music Impulse with Smiles. Another episode of the Music Impulse On this very special episode I got my guy, rapper, podcaster, father, husband, businessman Just all types of things I got my man Jared Brady in the building How you doing? What's going on man? Dude, I'm happy to be here Happy to be in Dallas First time in Dallas So I'm having a good time Oh yeah, for sure. I appreciate it. And then you got your, your guy Mike. Yes, Mike. Yes, sir. Goodness. Yes, sir. Mike goodness. Yeah, yeah. One half the dynamic duo. Okay, okay, definitely for sure. Uh, basically, a little background on how this uh, happened. Uh, so first off, because uh, I listened to episodes of your, of your podcast, yeah, and you were like, "Hey, I'm going on tour." Yeah, <laughs> I'm going on on tour with with Jade, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, let me check to see." So. What the crazy even stuff I found out even today. I was I was like, oh, Jay Noah. Then I found out I'm like, oh, she's from Ohio. I'm from Ohio. Yeah. So I was yeah. telling one of my homies, I'm like, yo, I'm about to uh, introduce uh, interview the, uh, this guy Jared. And I was like, I was like, yeah, it's like you know we be seeing uh, Shan's videos. I'm like, I'm like, it's her husband. Yeah. He was like, he was like, oh, Jay Noah. He was like, yo. My homie dated her when oh. we was in middle school. I was like, "What?" I was like, "He did. He did." He said, like, "Yeah." He was like, uh, "He went to like one of her parties like pre-COVID, like in LA." I was like, "Wow!" wow. I was like, "That is crazy. That's crazy." Because <laughs> like, I'm like, "Hey, I know she was from Ohio, yeah. and then um, Dondria." I was like, "Because when, oh, yeah, yeah. when I first moved here to Dallas, I used to be on." Team John, I never actually met her, but I used to know. know yeah, uh, she's incredible too. I'm throwing the CDs and stuff for uh, Celso Death for. Oh, dope, dope. Yeah, because yeah. uh, when I was in college, I was uh, part of Team Celso Death and Team John. So when I moved to Dallas, I used to just uh, work the street party. team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's that. dope, man. No, she's incredible too. I'm, I'm grateful to be on this tour um, with these two acts. You know, very, very like a, a huge learning experience for me. It's first tour and uh, to be coupled up with these two. I uh, couldn't ask for a better tour. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, first off, I, I definitely want to start off saying one congratulations. You got a new baby girl. Yes, uh, I do. Yes, yeah. I do. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, how's that? You know, uh, having a, a, another. You know, one? it's crazy. I mean, I, I remember when I went back into when she was born, and I was like, you know, hanging with the fam and everybody. Um, it was wild. Like I had a moment where I was sitting with Zaya and sitting with um, my wife and sitting with uh, um, Ryu. It was like. Dang, how did my life get to this? <laughs> two, two babies and a wife and a house, and I'm, I'm, I, was, I was blown away, man. It was a moment for me um, because you, you know, a lot of times people don't think that men have these ideas or dreams to to start a family and yeah. to to have that life that we actually do, and and to see it come for, to fruition is just like you know, I'm in awe. You know, life is good. Yeah, because I know definitely. As I've gotten older, those conversations I like to have with my friends and other people, just especially like uh, my guy friends, it's like, yo, being a parent, because I don't have kids, but like the, my, my friends that are parents, like, yeah. you, know, you know, college days, you know, yeah, yeah, fun, yeah, yeah. wild, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like some of my friends just like, yo, bro. I actually love being a parent. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's weird. When we was in college, it was like, you know, drinking, kicking it, you know, yeah. this chick, that chick, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Now it's like 10, 15 years later, it's like, that ain't me no more. <laughs> like, 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 I remember one of my homies was like, bro, 
I really do look forward to coming home from work, seeing my wife, and playing with my son. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a, it's incredible. You get to see something that that you help create, and and to watch, you know, whether he or she is like coming up in the world and starting to understand the world. It's a it's a process that I don't think can be explained. You just got to experience it. Yeah, and then uh, also I want to give condolences. I've I, I watched uh, the most recent episode of the, of the podcast. I y'all dropped the episode today. Lois saying y'all had a friend who recently passed away. Yeah, now, I yeah. know you also said on another episode that you recently had an aunt. So you know, yeah. gotta give my condolences for that. No, I appreciate it. It was it was wild. You know, um, it, I got the call the night of the sh- of one of my shows, and I kind of was taken aback because the the show that I got the call on was the day before um, L A. Okay. And he was coming to that show, the LA show. Oh wow! Um, so it was a little bit. Uh, it was hard for me to process, especially hearing that news in the day of the show. And I, I didn't know if I even wanted to perform. Yeah. Um. And you know, I, I had to just take a moment with myself and really understand that, like, you know what? He wouldn't want me to 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 like not do a show or yeah. to dwell on it. He would want me to celebrate his life. Um. And so I just did, I dedicated that show to him. And uh, turn up, turn up extra, yeah, and turn up as hard as I could, you know, for my guy. So it was wild, and I'm still processing it. I'm still trying to understand it. Yeah, definitely for sure. Because yeah. uh, even listening to the episode earlier, it was like Los is just speaking about like all the losses he's had in life. And it was like, damn, like that's that's hard. Because even personally, right now, like literally, like after I leave here, I'm headed to the hospital because uh, a friend of a friend oh, had wow. a car accident. So I was like, oh no, and and she was like, yo. They talking about he brain dead and oh, wow. she's like, we don't know if he's gonna make it. So I was like, Larry, as soon wow. as I leave here and then uh Well, I had a, a family death. I, I I can't I don't wanna speak because just cause uh it's personal people, yeah. Yeah, people in my family haven't publicly yeah. said it, but like even that I had a, a family death last week, so you know, yeah, man. trying to be out there for the for the family right now this week. So I was like, yo, yeah, there's a lot of shit going on in, in life right now. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's facts. That's yeah. facts. But uh yeah, so first off, I just want to uh, start off um, going back, you know, let everybody know who is Jared Brady. I know, like, for some people, like, again, of course, Shan is probably, like, they, they big into, at least for me, that was, like, my introduction yeah. to who you were. But uh, I guess let everybody know, like, who who is Jared Brady? Man, I mean, you heard it in the intro. You did a wonderful job. You know, <laughs> I'm an artist. I'm a, I'm a podcaster. I'm a, I'm a man. I'm a husband. Uh, you know, I'm a father. And uh, and I, I just, I, you know, for me, I'm just here to enjoy life. You know, so, um, you know, if you like that type of music, if you like that type of vibe and that type of content, you know, I might be for you. Yeah, because I know uh, for me, uh, find out you did music was just again from watching the blogs and yeah. like how y'all would uh, insert like, your songs. And it's like, oh, this is him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This no, is it, pretty cool. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. I, I, I started to, to realize that, um, you know, as I started to travel and, and start to meet people is that most of the times the people who are fans of me, they were fans of me first, you know, as far as like seeing me on podcasts or seeing me, you know, on YouTube or seeing me in, in different avenues rather than the music and the music kind of followed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, a lot of people didn't know that I was me. They thought it was just music that I was putting into the YouTube channels. See, or, that, that's, or, what, that's what yeah. it was, was at first. And, and, and then when people see me, you know, I had someone come up to me on, on tour. It was like... Um, uh, she didn't really put it together that I was on the tour. She came out to see Jay, but she knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And she said, when I hit the stage, I, she was like, he does music? I had no idea. Like, <laughs> and, I, and she knew some of the music, but she didn't know it was me. Yeah. Um, and so I get that a lot. Um, you know, it's interesting. You know, I, I actually rather it that way. I'd rather someone 
become a fan of who I am as a person, as a man, mm-hmm. and then and then the music follows, right? Rather than someone just in love with the music and they don't really care who I am. Yeah, because that's what made me want to look more into you because I was like, oh, these are his songs because you know just from reading the credits on on YouTube because yeah. like, oh, this song is cool. Let me see if they tagged like who are like yeah, yeah. Jared Brady, like oh, that's uh, <laughs> that that's was dope. him. That was his song because it's like because the songs were like vibrant. Because I, I think it was like. One of the ones about like you being a father or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh yeah, about, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I'm like, oh, this is a cool little little job. Oh, man. Like, let me see appreciate what I'm like. That. Oh, this is his song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, appreciate that. Um, but uh, other than that, just what, what was the the first thing about you wanted to do music? I, I know you you spoke on that you wanted to be on stage, but you're like, I can't sing, but yep. I can go at rap. So well, that's exactly it. You know, when I first started doing music, it was mainly because. You know, I, I came from, you know, being a theater kid, right? You know, um, and so I did, I did like theater at first. Um, and I was doing it in high school and I was kind of like, man, this is dope being on stage. Like I got bit by the bug of being in front of people and, and, uh, you know, entertaining. And so I was just kind of like, trying to figure out like, how can I get on this stage again? I don't want to really do, you know, theater as an adult. Like yeah. it's not, that's not really where I'm trying to be at, but I was trying to figure out how can I get back on the stage? And and to me the best way I was doing it was like oh well let me just do music I can't really sing so let me just rap right and yeah. so uh, that's how I kind of kind of got into music and and discovering who I was was just mainly just to get on stage and perform. Okay, that's that's what's up. What's up? So uh, like I said, a lot of people know you from Sham, but I don't really want to kind of focus on that. But um, I guess just how has your life I guess during that time just changed from I guess you know because. At least from my standpoint, like she had a huge audience, and then you yeah. know, you first like starting off as a boyfriend or like yeah, yeah, yeah. like the open relationship, and then it's like, yeah. all right, like now we're married and now we have kids. So, so yeah. I guess, I guess, how's your, how's your life changed, or like how's it impacted you, or just like realizing like, oh, you know, what's interesting. <laughs> a lot more people know who I am yeah. and all that stuff. You know, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I know you know what's interesting is I think um, what a, a misconception um, about Shannon and I is that like. When we first got together, she didn't have an audience yet. Okay. Um, she was she was building towards one, right? And you know, she, you know, I think she was like struggling, about to get deported because like she couldn't get a job. Okay. Um, and so when I got it, when I came into her life, she just got back into YouTube. Okay, and um, and we kind of built the YouTube channel together. Um, and, and I focused behind the scenes. So I wasn't really in front of the camera as much. Um, and then as the audience grew, of course mine did as well. And then I started incorporating myself into their YouTube channels a little bit more. And people started falling in love with the story and wanting to know next, what happens next and all that type of stuff. Um, but I had been involved. I had been involved with, uh, you know, we opened up a production company together. Okay. Um, you know, and so I had been involved in building the shared entertainment, uh, umbrella since the jump. I think it was like 2015. Um, and so, uh, you know, I just was more comfortable off camera. I just, that's just where I was most comfortable. And I think where my talents lied. I lied, you know, more on um, producing and editing and, and, and developing shows um, rather than sitting in the front of the camera. And she had that natural gift. So yeah. I just wanted to lean into that. I like I like yeah. that because, like, hey, I'm just here to support you. Like, I'm, yeah, my, my strengths are right here. And it's like, OK, so. Yeah. And, and I, that whole time I was still doing music, you know, I was still doing music, but I wasn't really dropping anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, you were a father now and everything, I guess. Uh, having two kids now, of course, you're, you're, you're newborn. I can't. 
I guess you might not have like too many lessons you've learned, but I guess what are some lessons you've you've learned from being a father, uh, at least just in, in this short period of time? Yeah, um, you know, it was like it was one of those times where you get to a place where uh, I remember when Shan told me she was pregnant with Ryu. It was our first child, and um, I remember thinking like, "Dang, am I ready to be a father right now?" I don't want to pass down any baggage, and and I had a lot of baggage, and a lot of times with the, your biggest pains and your biggest struggles in life, they come from your parents. You know, don't get me wrong; like having parents that are great are great, you know, are good, but they're the closest things to you. So when they hurt you or they hit, they, they hit a soft spot, that's going to hit different. And I knew that you know some of my biggest struggles in life came from my parents, yeah. and so I was just so scared that I was going to do that same thing. And uh, I really wanted to just make my make sure that I was healed, you know, um, and and really having a child in the beginning really just forced me to think about how do I protect someone other than myself? You know, we're, we're built in this world to, to only think about how do I keep myself comfortable and safe? Mm-hmm. Um, but once you have a child, it just you're, you're, something happens in me. Your DNA changes. You know, I noticed that parts of myself started to grow in ways that were like, you know, I used to be very unopinionated. I used to be like, I would have my opinion, but I'll let you get your shit off, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I got to a point where once I had a child, I didn't really hold back my thoughts. I didn't really hold back the way I felt. And um, it, it made me, I think, a more uh, aggressive in a way. Yeah. Um, and, and it made me, you know, stand up for myself in different ways because I got to a place where I was just like, I don't really need anybody's approval. I got my wife and I got my kid. And and if you don't like who I am, they love who I am. Yeah. Um, so it, it put me in that kind of space, having kids. That's dope. That's dope. Uh, I guess at least with Ryu, what's, what's your favorite your favorite thing about uh, Ryu? Yeah. Oh, man. she She's, she's going to be, I'll tell you like this. She's going to be a force. Uh, you know, I know she, one of the most recent videos was y'all were like walking outside and she just like kept like walking to people's yeah. doors and like knocking on them and stuff. Yeah, she's a <laughs> force. And, you know, it's a big struggle because people who, you know, I made a conscious decision. You know, she has character traits that people would deem as bad. Right. She's she's loud. She's going she's going to tell you how she feel. She's, she's a gonna. Kid. She's, <laughs> she's, she, she's a kid, but she's she's yeah, she's yeah. not like she she gonna get into the into the mix. She's very social, very curious. Okay. Sometimes she gets in little dangerous situations, climbing on things, and she has like no fear. Yeah. Um. But when you get around other adults, they get on edge. Yeah. Oh wait, no, right, don't go over there. No, no right, you stay here. Don't do that. Okay. But I got to you know I made a conscious decision of being like you know what, it doesn't matter um how she's feeling right now. I'm only here to shape her. I'm not going to discipline her to the point where this part of her character is non-existent, which I think a lot of parents want to do just because it's easier. Yeah. You know, when you go to a restaurant, she's going to talk to the next table. When you go to the restaurant, she's going to want to get involved with the food. She's going to make a mess. You know, there's the, there's like an, a, a confidence in her. Yeah. And I think a lot of parents, to make it easier, they teach their kids to sit with the hands, straight, don't, don't talk, don't talk to nobody else. Don't just chill. Yeah. We're at the restaurant, right? And I'm not, I'm just trying to shape it. I want her to have those those characteristics as an adult because that's going to make sure that when she's in the workforce, she's going to be aggressive. She's going to get what she wants to get. Um, she's not going to be unapologetic. She's going to be confident. She's going to be able to maneuver in a world that is designed for her to, it's, it's telling her to be quiet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially her being, you know, uh, mixed. You know, she's in a world right now where those characteristics are going to protect her and are going to make her succeed in this world. And I never want to snuff that out, you know? 
Yeah, because I know I've learned and had conversations with friends just like how as we grow up, like teachers, life and everything, they try to, those things that made us free as yeah. children and, and all that, like they, they tr- again, try to stifle you in order. order. Yeah. Keep you in order. It's like, yeah. uh, me and one of the homies was talking about recently just about like going to school and education and things yeah. like, yo, how education was just kind of just made for you to go to the workforce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, nah, like I'm, I'm going to give you the freedom to like my homie. Cause he's, he's a podcaster, but he yeah. also like has a day job. But he's like, yo, he's like me and my wife, we both entrepreneurs, but we both also have day jobs. He's like, yeah. and he's like, well, with our daughter, we want to, you know, kind of motor like, Hey, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be an entrepreneur like your parents, go ahead, do that. If you mm-hmm. want to go to school, do that or mm-hmm. whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, my biggest thing is just making sure that she's just confident. You know, I, 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 that's my number one. That's my one number one push. I never want to take that confidence away. Yeah. That's, that's dope. That's yeah. dope. Um, I guess to switch to again, podcast, we, we podcast, I guess, uh, one, what made you want to start the podcast and, and, and how, how's it been being, being a oh, podcast? Man. Um, you know what? I, it was a pandemic and I, I didn't have nothing else to do. And so it wasn't like, it's funny because I never saw it getting to where it got. Like I never even, I wasn't even trying to build a podcast like that. Um, my goal was, hey, you know, I have friends. I want to have a conversation. I had this podcast equipment because we were producing something for Shan mm-hmm. already. So we already had the equipment. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, well, let me let me let me let me throw these mics on and see what happens. And and we ended up developing an audience and the people fell in love with it. And, and um, you know, the sky's the limit. But I never thought that it would ever get to the point where there's a, a, a returning audience over and over again that that. that want to see it you know nine times out of ten the fan that i run into on this tour the next thing that comes out of her mouth is i listen to the podcast yeah. you know so um yeah i never thought that it would ever get to that point uh so it was no plan there was no plan for it it just happened yeah because yeah. I, I know uh with me started like well i well that same friend we've been doing the audible records podcast probably like I think that five six years ago, uh, okay. we, we just hit like the three hundred episode at the top of the year. Oh wow! Congratulations! Larry dropped an episode every week. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, tight. Yeah, yeah. We, we've never ta- uh, taken a, a week off. But um, then I started my solo because um, well, during the pandemic, because we're all in different cities. Uh, he's in Houston. Uh, uh, one of my homies, uh, E Ray, he just moved to Dallas about a year and a half, two two years ago now. Mm-hmm. And then our other homie, Free, uh, Free, he's out in the Bay. Yeah. And so, uh, during the pandemic, we started doing all four of us on it because before it would just, he would just rotate us like, all right, this week I got Josh on because, you know, pre-pandemic, it was like, I can only do one person at a time. Yeah. But um, it's just, during the pandemic, we, we started doing four and then I started doing my solo one probably like two years ago because I, I had another uh, podcast, Uncle Urban Podcast and Shopper Smiles. And I was just like, yeah, I want to, you know, interview artists because I, I like music. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, dope. That's dope. And I wanted like a lot of the artists that I would, or people I wanted to interview on the other one that I had here in Dallas, they were like, yeah, I didn't really listen to music or uh, I didn't really like read the info. So it's like, I'm bringing these people on and yeah, you know, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's it, the podcast game is such an interesting field that that's constantly growing. Um, so there's there's a space for everything. Yeah, so I was like, that's how I got the the music impulse. Cause I was like, yeah, I want to be able to have like those one on one conversations with, with folks and get to know other people that I like and I think yeah. are talented and, and things like that, and just spread the word and all that. Um, I guess uh, what have been some of the the struggles with with podcasting? I guess that you've you know, I guess the most struggle is just being consistent. You know, yeah. trying to find yeah. trying to find the topics and 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 things like that. Um, 
you know, learning your audience, you know, as you as you start developing the audience, they, they'll tell you what they want to hear mm-hmm. and they'll tell you what they don't want to hear. Um, so just finding out, finding that balance between giving your audience what they came to, to listen or what they came to see or listen to um, while still doing topics and things that you find interesting, yeah. you know, because you never want to put those golden handcuffs on and be handcuffed to an audience mm-hmm. because that at that point, you know, the only thing that's going to get you through it is if you're having fun. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it's not fun, you can see it. You can feel it through the camera. You can feel it through the, the voices. So it's just kind of like, you know, making sure that you're keeping that balance of doing things that you want to do while staying true to your audience in, in a way. Yeah, I know one of the things I like about y'all is the fact that no matter like what the topic is, y'all gonna all have like three different opinions. Oh yeah, yeah. Or like two of y'all have like kind of like similar opinions. Yeah, yeah. The other one, so I was like, oh yeah, uh, we gonna argue. <laughs> yeah, we gonna argue. You know, yeah. That's that's hey, that's what people come for too. They want to see different opinions. They want to see people talk it out. They want to you know. And at the end of the day, they want to pick a side. And, and if we're all agreeing in here. The people who are watching it, they're gonna be like, ah, I don't wanna, yeah, I'm, I'm I don't not listening. If they, if every week they go, yeah, I'm not entertained. I don't want to be in an echo chamber. I want to hear some different opinions, and I want to yell at my screen sometimes. You know, especially because all three of y'all are open about like we we're all in different stages of our lives. Yeah, you know, like either like like being a parent, being yeah. married, in a relationship, not in a mm-hmm. relationship, and things mm-hmm. like that. And then even going along with being consistent, it's like, hey. Two of them are out, but I'm still yeah. rocking by myself. Yeah, like, yeah, Los like is holding it down. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is holding it down. I know that, that was an unfortunate situation. I hate to, you know, be so far away and be like, man, y'all couldn't get it. Y'all couldn't get it together, man. Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, nah, it's, it's it's difficult. Consistency is hard. Yeah, because even like I said, the the one episode where you announced the tour, you were like, hey, I really didn't feel like dropping the episode. Yeah. But hey, Lucas yeah. just did a whole month. <laughs> I gotta do it. So you're like, hey, yeah, I gotta do it. I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't. You know, you know, sit in my feelings too long. Sometimes I gotta just get up and work. Yeah. Um, also, on that episode, I remember uh, going back. You were talking about going up in Arizona and having survivor's remorse, mm-hmm. and that reminded me of another episode. Me and my homies just did just about because I said I went back to Akron, Ohio. Uh, mm. Back in February for my mom's birthday, so yeah. to surprise her, and I hadn't been back home in like six years, yeah. <laughs> and just feeling like, yo, as soon as I got there, I was just like, damn, Akron is just so depressing. It's yeah. like, even though I still love my city, like that's my city, that's yeah. where my family are. Still just about it. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like, just riding around the city and just like, oh. yeah, yeah, no, this I is feel depressing. It. I feel you, man, <laughs> and just feeling like. That survivors and more is like I made it out, and it's yeah. like I'm always constantly trying to tell like my little sisters and little cousins things like, yo, if you got a chance to get out, get out, get out, yeah, like, like don't be there when it's like, especially yeah. like all this crime that's been going on lately with Akron, and it's yeah. Like, yeah, I, I know LeBron's been doing his thing and just trying trying to do what he can, but yeah. you know, there's only so much, you know, yeah, yeah, it was tough, you know, a lot of a lot of times, you know, uh, when you go back and you see where your family comes from, you see where you come from. And you see the path that you could have took. It gets emotional because it's like, man, my life could have turned out a lot different. Yeah. You know, my life could have turned out a lot different if I didn't make the decision to go out and do something for myself. Um, and and then you want to, you know, you want to say like to some of your family members, like, dude, just you can do it. Just it's about that decision and and, and you know making the right choices to to better your life. But it's easier said than done. You know. Definitely, yeah. definitely for sure. Um, let's do a, a, a switch. Let's, let's, let's go to the main reason why you're here, man. Hey, the music, the yeah. music, you know, yeah. tour and everything. So, uh, 
First off, you you the main opening act for Jade Nova. You know yep. what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. uh, one, I guess, speak about how y'all first met and got together because I saw y'all did a, uh, the song Lost and Found on her Stages project. And then, yep. uh, like, one, one of my favorite songs that you, you performed, um, Don't I, yeah. features her. So, yeah. I guess, uh, which one came first or, like, and all that? Like, how, how'd y'all yeah. first? You know, I'm, I've known Jade and Devin for, you know, a long time, you know, through, through just the YouTube space. You know, I've known her... <laughs> I want to say seven, you know, six, seven years. Um, and, you know, we always connected uh, on music, but our real connection was just we were our friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one day I got a text from her. She was like, hey, I'm doing this album. I think I got a song that you would sound perfect on. So she sent it to me. Um, I turned it in that day and I was lost and found and um, it was on the album. We were supposed to tour that album um, right before the t- pandemic. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't work out. Uh, you know, COVID said, nah, stay home. Um, <laughs> and so that that came first. And then I was working on a new song, um, Don't I? And I was like, yo, who can I put this on? You know, who can I put on here? And I was like, Jade, she would kill this. And yeah. then she, of course she did. She killed it. Um, so yeah, man, that was that was the process of it. it was this first it was lost and found, then I did don't I? Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, because I, I was listening to her her project and I'm like, oh, he, he got a song on one, on one of her tracks. Yeah, I, was like, yeah. I was like, okay, like, and we performing that tour, so if you coming out, you know. Oh yeah, because I'll be there tomorrow. I got I got yeah. one of her, her oh, VIP dope. tickets. Hey, there you go, there you go. Yeah, she's um. So we we perform uh, lost and found together too. So. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. Yeah, I was like, I'm definitely looking forward to it uh, tomorrow because, again, I was like, the only reason I even bought a ticket was because I heard you say it on, hey, on the podcast. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> that's what we like to hear. No, it's going to be a good time, and the show is incredible. It's an experience, and I think everybody's going to have a good time. Oh, yeah, I was like, yeah. I can't wait. So, uh, again, got got your guy Mike here. I want to yeah. ask y'all, what, what's tour life been, been like? Either one of y'all can go first, I guess, you know? Man, tour life has really just been one of those eye-opening experiences of everything you dreamed of, but it just shows you also what it is that you have to do in order to get through the the, the yeah. dream. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, it's like a- the long days, the long drives, the long nights, um, the early mornings. Um, but I'll tell you, me and Jared have known each other for probably about eleven years now, ten years now, yeah. okay. and I don't think we could have gotten any closer. Yeah, on than on this tour right now, conversation yeah. and stuff. So it's been a blessing. It really been a blessing through everything. Yeah, no, that's facts. You know, the, the side of tour that they don't tell you about is them long drives. Yeah, them yeah. long drives and trying to stay healthy. The time zones, you know, you're, you're using your voice every night. You're yelling. You're jumping around. I, I you know, you're just exhausted. Suitcases, um, yeah. suitcases, <laughs> hotels. It's a, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Um, but every time you touch that stage, it's like it makes it. You forget about all the all the you know struggle with tour. You forget nice. about all that. And and when you're on that stage and you're hearing people sing your lyrics and hearing people jump around and and give you love, it's like ah, oh, I, I don't. Even, I'll do. 20 hours of driving just to feel this feeling yeah um so it's it's one of those things it's been fun yeah and then on top of that i guess even just because you know being an artist entrepreneur or whatever the social media like because i saw him saying one of his you're the one to do the videos so yeah it's like on top of that like we're doing all this driving but then you also got to take the time to yeah man you got to be on top of it you got (laughs) to capture it because you see you see what the important part is right yeah and a lot of people don't get to actually see that what we get to see uh, from artists is the fun times, the rolling of the tree and being backstage and the girls and all this yeah. stuff. You don't get to see the push. You don't get to really see what it's like to be in that bunk. You don't get to see, you know, the important stuff um, that actually is shaping. Cause no matter what, you know, I DJ in Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. So like 
a lot of that is performative in Hollywood. But I've never had to perform as much as I've had to perform being on this tour. So I know coming back, going back to what I'm, you know, what, what my my bread and butter is, that I'm going to end up being a, a bit more performative in my in the process. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, you get to learn all these things, but you need to see these things to understand how we got to that point. So when you do see us on a festival stage at 30,000, 40,000 to 100,000 people, mm-hmm. you saw us when we first started doing this yeah. and having to drive that 12, 15 hour drive, uh, four to four shows in five days. People yeah. don't understand this is the grind, baby. And it's, yeah. it's a it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, because I know that's one of the things I love about hearing a lot of artists that's like, you know, bigger and all that right now. They're like, yo, I remember those days, like, you know, yeah. being, being on the road in the car or whatever and whatnot. Yeah. Like, and a lot of them say, like, I had more fun doing doing during those days. It was like, yeah. yo, it was like us in like a sprinter van. It was like five, six, seven of us in a sprinter van just yeah. doing My what bit. we need we, we yeah. need to do. You know, going from city to city, and it's like, all right, and, all right, but it's all world worth it because now we have built that fan base. We, yeah. we know what it's like it's like all right now we we can get on on the flights and all that and and, and well the blessing too not to cut you off sorry but Jay Z um in the Hard Knock Life tour uh, documentary if y'all ain't seen it yet it's it's fire to prep yourself if you're an artist yeah. um he was talking about their first tour bus was a '97 Pathfinder mm-hmm. or, or or '95 Pathfinder or whatever so when our truck pulled up in DC was it DC we got it yeah. When our truck pulled up, I was looking at it like that's our pathfinder. Yeah, oh, shit, that's, that's the like, beginning. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's definitely been a blessing, man. See all these things. Yeah. All right, what about you, Jay? What's, what's it been like for you? Tour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, it, it's it, it's been mind blowing for me. You know, I, a lot of these cities I've never been to. Mm-hmm. So you Sucks. know, meeting the people in person and shaking their hands and and getting to actually have a conversation with them is wild to me because you know. I, in my life, before I did this tour, a lot of these people are just a number on the screen. And I don't mean that in any disrespect, but I don't get to see you guys. I don't get to actually have a conversation other through social media. I don't have these face-to-face conversations. I don't get to see you in the flesh. And so um, you can become numb to the to the audience a little bit in a way. You know, you hear them and you kind of know what their growing consensus are, but you don't really get to see them as a person and as an individual. And then when you're on these tours and you've seen them and they're looking at you and they're, you know, shaking hands, taking pictures and and having actual conversations with them, it becomes real. You know, they're not a number on the screen anymore. They're they're actually real people who have lives and who, you know, maybe your music did something for them and got them through something. And so you get to see that passion in their face. And it's been mind blowing for me, um, you know, going to some of these cities that I've never been to um, and then seeing people who not only know who I am, but can actually take something from me and and make their life better. Yeah, um, it's crazy. It's it's, it's mind blowing. It's encouraging. It's, it's it's inspiring. It's a it's it's really just a motivational factor. Yeah, because I know uh, I heard you speak about how like yo, I was doing any. You said like your goal was like to do like two or three shows a, a month. Or, yeah, or that was before that was before the tour. Like yeah. it, it was for me. It was you know actually Mike he he called me and and I just left Atlantic and. In that meeting, they were like, your, your music dope. I love what you're doing. Do more shows so we can come out and see you. And Mike called me like the next day and was like, hey, you want to do a show? Because he, he was DJing. Um, and I was like, yeah, let's let's do it. And so from then on, I was like, all right, I'm going to try to do two or three shows a month and, and see what happens. And I did that for like five months. Just I took every show that I can get. It, it didn't matter if it was two people there or 50,000 people there. I was taking everything. And, you know, I did shows 
where the audience was just not my audience. They didn't listen to none of my music. So I got to take uh, a practicing on how to um, inspire and touch a stage and, and make people go, I believe him. Mm-hmm. I think he can actually do this, you know, when they don't even know me. And a lot of times in L.A., I don't know how it is in Dallas, but in L.A., if they don't know who you are and you go on that stage, they instantly don't want to like you. Yeah. Uh-huh. They instantly are like, mm, I'm yeah. not going to watch this, you know, <laughs> yeah. because nine times out of ten, the people in the audience do this as well. Yeah. And they're like, I want to be on that stage. Yeah. So if they see somebody that they don't they don't know, they don't think they deserve to be on that stage, as soon as you touch that stage, they're already judging you. So I had to learn how to how to win that type of crowd over. And I did that over and over and over and over again. And then, I, and then you know, it kind of started developing a buzz. Um, and that's when I got asked to come on this tour. Yeah. So, I, you know, you got, you got to put the groundwork in. A lot of people don't know. They don't see that. They just see, oh, he's on tour. Oh, it's because he's, uh, he, he's just, you know, connected. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, nah, like, I've been connected. Nobody wanted to get the connections, though. They yeah. want to help it out. You had to, like, put that groundwork to prove that you belong there. Yep, and... Uh, kind of like even for me, with, with a lot of shows and concerts, especially like for bigger artists, it's like, uh, if I know they have an open, if I don't know the opening act, I might show up to the when concert. He comes I'm, on. I, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm gonna show up late, like, oh, it says it's starting at eight, but if he got like, or she got two or three, three openers, I'm gonna get there at like 9 30, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, they should either already be on or yeah. like be done by that time, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, I, I don't really care <laughs> yeah. about the, the Well, openers. that's the thing. We kind of expect that. Mm-hmm. We, we knew, like, all right, well, we're the opener act. Ain't nobody really coming in time. But you'd be surprised. Every show we've done, yeah, it's been it's been packed. It's been filled up. Yeah, yeah. Except, except for when I go to uh, venues where it's standing room only. Yeah, those ones I do show up on time because it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to get that right, that right situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah I want to yeah. be as close to the stage yeah. as possible. So it's like, hey, I don't care who to open it. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting the front. <laughs> hey, yo, I'm getting the front. No, that's facts. Yeah, because I'm not trying to stand way in the back in, in a standing room. Yeah, that's uh, not fun. Venue. That's not fun. Now if I got seats, it's like okay, I, I don't, yeah, I'm good. I, yeah, I don't really care. My place ain't changing. Yeah. That's facts. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, seeing you on, on the stage. Uh, oh yeah, I've seen like the clips and things that you've posted on on Instagram and stuff like that. Um, some other music stuff. Uh, your boy Los actually spoke, spoke on on today's episode. How do you feel about this this F and Mecca AI oh, robot thing? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Ain't that Takashi? That's what, uh, I, that's, what, that's what me and my homies thought. <laughs> we thought we were like, yo, it sounded like Takashi, bro. I yeah, don't know. We're, we're like, this got to be like a robotic version of Takashi because yeah. you know folks ain't really like fucking with him in yeah. real life. <laughs> it's what I, it's what I would do if I were Grange. Yeah, right. If I yeah. were Lucian or what's his son's name, doesn't matter. If uh, yeah. I were one of them, yeah, I would definitely do this because I can invest in a cartoon. I can invest in virtual, yeah. and now I can. But it sounds like it's Takashi. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the way I think about it is like, you know, um, the one thing that we have over technology is is just creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there's room for it. There's going to be people who are going to want to hear this. That's just a fact. Yeah. They want to they like the idea that a computer is making songs. But I've I think seen it from social media, all the interactions, they're like, yo, I liked it. Like, yeah, I mean, and, and people are going to. But, you know, I think a lot of fear comes from artists because they're like, well, what what is the use for me? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, am I going to have space to even do this anymore? Or there's like a lot of other starving artists who are amazing yeah. that could probably make better music than this computer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we're heading down that path. We can't we can't really like stop it. It's already here. Somebody's going to do it. If I'm the record label, why would I not do it? You know what I'm saying? If you're thinking about just from a money standpoint, a business standpoint, why would I not do this? I can literally 
program a computer that works 24 7 mm-hmm. doesn't get tired is going to pump out records over and over and over again and algorithmically make it to where it's going to be a hit every time if i'm a label i'm gonna i'm gonna invest in it mm-hmm. I, the artist side of me is like nah i ain't rocking with this yeah because that, that's how i come like yo yeah what about the artists that i, I like that are like that are, you know trying to yeah. grind it out and it's like a label which is like we can easily just get him on all the radio stations because he's a robot and we just pay the radio stations to and he's gonna do. make it to where it, it algorithmically he's gonna make that song mm-hmm. pleasing to a lot of ears that's just he's programmed to do it so but it's like at a certain time it's like the artist in me is like i don't really rock it because it's like there's plenty of people who can do this better and so but uh, you know at the end of the day, we can't stop it. You gotta just, you know, keep you gotta roll with the punches. You know, we'll compete. Yeah, you know. I think it's a foundational situation, right? Like, who's creating this person? Yeah, because they said it was like two white people behind it's some it. White something. people making it uh, for somebody with a face tattoo. Yeah, talking yeah. about all the things you got, saying, young thug and good gun in jail. Yeah, doing all the stuff that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Where we're all kind of like under. I don't want to say we're all because I'm not rapping, but. It's B.A., Black IRS, a.k.a. Black Wall Street in the building. Yo, it's J-Mo. Let me book the territory's residential white guy. Yeah, our Caucasian correspondent. This is E-Ray, the quasi-bad guy, the Diet Coke of evil, Peen Malenko. Uh, you know, of course, the American cream, Brody Loads. And I am your pod guy, your pod tribal chief, the Boye Dub in the building. And this is Let Me Book the Territory, the greatest four-man wrestling podcast known to mankind. Absolutely. And you can catch us now on Inaudible Ruckus Presents. And we'll be here every Friday, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're ready for it, to sweet me when you see me and let the madness run wild. Yeah. Yeah, your lyrics can really put you in and and put you put you underneath the jail. Mm-hmm. And this guy is doing this on this thing, so it's pushing kids now because adults don't watch cartoons like that. Mm-hmm. You have to understand too who, who they sending this information to mm-hmm. to kids. So now you're telling kids do all this stuff that's putting Thug and Gunna and and everybody else who's been put in jail, locked up, do that's all this. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the scary part for me. Is is beyond the music. Once they get to the music, it's like you can't compete with a human being that's that's creating music from the heart because you have to be able to first touch the people that's listening. It ain't just the numbers, you know. what I'm yeah. saying it ain't just the algorithms. Mm-hmm. And that's what you see too on this tour is that people that approach Jared are literally attached to what he's done on a on a much. Uh, I don't want to say emotional level, but to some degree, an emotional, a, spiritual yeah. level. Because, you know, first, before you become an artist, uh, a fan of an artist, well, is this person like me? Do I see myself in this? Is he rapping like me? We made a joke that, about yeah. that online. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's we, how it is for me. Because, yeah. uh, like, my homies um, joke about me because, like, because I'm a big fan of DJ Cod. I'm like, yeah, I, I know personally, like, the albums overall don't really be, like, the best. But I'm like, yo. Why did this man speak? Yeah, oh, yeah. I just get motivated. I was, I was, I was like, yeah. I, was like I, get, I, I was like, I, I get pumped. I get Start looking at stocks and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo, that, yeah, God did. Like, yeah. They hated me, you know. God did. Uh, fuck, fuck them. Fuck yeah. they. They yeah, don't. Fuck they, 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 yeah, <laughs> right. God did. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, yeah, it's like him as a person makes me like, 
Yeah, this album might not be overall the best thing. It might only be like a few hits on it, but yeah. I'm going to listen. I'm going to check it out just because. <laughs> he corralled yeah. a crowd, though. That's yeah. what people don't understand. Yeah. He's still active because people are buying his music. Yeah. People are streaming. So while you may not like it over there, somebody likes that. It's people out there that do listen to it. Yeah. So. I was like, my man just dropped like six videos in like three days. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. He's putting numbers behind them shits, too, man. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, because. At the end of the day, it was like a lot of these uh, bigger mainstream artists, like, hey, yeah, they're like, I'd be lucky if I get two or three videos <laughs> off Period, of my bro. album. This man just dropped six of them in like three days. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this one's dropping at noon. This yeah. other one's dropping at five. Yeah. Oh, and tomorrow we drop another one at noon. Yeah. And then the next day we drop them two more videos. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Catch these videos. Yeah, yeah. Catch these visuals. That's yeah. fire. But uh, yeah, uh, what else did I want to ask you? Uh, what are y'all listening to uh, now? Like, what, what, what's in y'all's uh, man? Um, your streaming platform that you, you man? I, I honestly, when I'm on my downtime, I be listening to Frank Ocean. Okay, that's 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 like you know, Blonde. That's my joint right there. I, yeah. I listen to that over and over again. Um, and then, but I, I got an eclectic ear. You know, I'll go from. Frank Ocean I'll jump over Some house music I'll jump over And, and jump into Some Playboy Cardi you Oh know. he love Playboy Cardi Yeah <laughs> I'll, jump, I'll jump around I, I, I You know For me I'm just All over the place When it comes to music I mean As we've been driving You know One one moment I might be playing Some rock stuff And the next moment I might be on Some my my rap stuff So yeah. it's just It just is It's very eclectic I'm all over the place I love it Um, But you know You can kind of I guess you can kind of Hear that in my music yeah, you, know? you definitely can. Yeah. Uh, feel the like yo, you you listen to more than just like one genre. Yeah, yeah. Genre. Uh, what about you being like you're a DJ and, and all that? It depends on what city I'm going to. If I'm going to say Cleveland, then I might you know turn on some Drell Levert or I'll turn on some um you know whatever you know Ray Cash or some mm, yeah Ray Cash. Yeah. If I'm coming here, then I'm uh, to Dallas. I'm coming. I'm listening to some Beezy or yeah. I'm listening. You know, I listen to some O3. Yeah. I listen. You know, it depends on where we're going. You know, what I'm saying or but most. Mostly, you know, we've been listening to, um, I guess we, we've we been listening to a lot of Cardi. He got me on Cardi. And we've, yeah. we've been having this Wayne debate yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, What's this one? This one? Yeah. I don't want to piss none of your, uh, your listeners off. Go ahead. Say, say that. Say that <laughs> dumb yeah, shit. Go I will say, uh, before you talk, on that God did track, I was, I've been telling folks. Yeah. He, if it wasn't for Jay-Z going off for five minutes. Wayne would have had the, the oh, better person wanna, on that You don't want to tell him that. He's gonna no, go you crazy. can tell me that because I agree because yeah. I don't think that Ross was competing. I think he probably was the first one to turn his verse in. Yeah, and it was just like, just just give me something. Mm-hmm. And I think Wayne was like, oh, Jay's going to be on it. Let me give him my birth, my best fit, my best 16. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Jay's God. So it's like, how you going to... You ain't going to tell Hov to not... <laughs> Come on, man. I'm going to give you five minutes, <laughs> yeah. bro. Five yeah. minutes is just heat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But ultimately, the debate is—it's uh, not really a debate. It's just me really trolling Jared, and it's me <laughs> saying basically, Lil Wayne bars is like mashed potatoes, bro. They're easily digested. You know what I'm saying? Wild, bro. Yeah, I know you're wild, bro. I mean, uh, I, I kind of halfway feel that because no, like, bro, like, this is my childhood, man. Wayne was not like, killing your childhood. You though. are, no, man. He, he, he was look. the first rapper to blow see, my mind look, out. See, like, look. like this is crazy to me that you would look, ever, look, you would look, ever look. say that <laughs> Wayne bars are easily digestible. It's crazy. That shit no, is tomato cause, soup. Cause, oh my god! No, for me, it's just like a lot of it is just like. The same topic is like you, like 
yes, he has the songs where he get into other stuff. Was like for the most part, it's just like he said, pussy money weed. It's like okay, you can, I can only hear from you talk about those three subjects. It's just the punchlines <laughs> to me are easily digestible punchlines. Like yeah, nah, you the shit toilet. Like I get it, bro. Like for me, it's that, and it's not. It's not like I feel like Wayne ain't Wayne's definitely up there on the Mount Rushmore of MCs, right? But it's like. The troll for me is the fact that they're just I understand them as soon as I hear them. Yeah. You've got to listen to Jay-Z songs three and four times. Yeah. Or is how many yeah. times you listen to God did? Just that first day. I probably listened to it about six, seven times. To fully understand everything he was saying. And then I had to watch like the guru, like Instagram. The videos, and he was like, no, he's like, it's like three tiers low. He's like, yeah, it's like this level, but then it's like the double on trial level. He's like, but then there's like a third level where he's literally just talking to us as his friends. Bro. Cause like he was saying like the Paper planes line He was like Yeah paper planes Getting unwrapped He was like That's talking about The clothing Yeah He was like But then on the next level It was like We talking about New planes getting um, Broken in He's like As in He's like He just bought a new plane And, mm-hmm. and they're like What? And he was like Yeah like That's only something Me and his friend Our friend Like the friend level know, That's like, the inside that joke he, That he just yeah. bought a new plane Yeah He's like But then also like New planes being broken Like we're achieving New levels in life I was like And you can keep going with it The more you go Into that verse right Or a lot of Jay songs Cause there's also Been a debate That that's not even His best verse yeah, You know what I'm true. saying And there's like Four or five other verses That could be brought up That that would contend With that verse But that's what I'm saying Like when I listen To an MC rap Yeah I wanna be entertained You know what I'm saying I feel like a lot of Wayne's uh, meteoric rise To success was him doing what he was doing in the midst of the little John shit yeah. and the the you know the little scrappy shit like where the where bars weren't important especially in the South it wasn't necessarily like the rest of the country was hearing you know the bars and they're going oh my God these is barred out but then you have Wayne coming he's rapping his ass off mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying but it's not in the midst of when there's like the MC. You know when when the MCs ran hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Like it was because not as you saying it, like not all them. I was like, he's right. <laughs> yeah, man, it just wasn't the wrong. midst of, of. No, I'm not. He's wrong. <laughs> who he's, who he's was wrong. contending with Wayne at the time? When Wayne was dropping, it was a bunch of people who were rapping on Lil Wayne's mm-hmm. shit on YM, all, but on, also outside of that, like Jay Z was still there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there was still bars. There was still but that people was Lil Bro, right? Th- that's to you. No, it no, no. To so Wayne, he was Lil Bro. To Jay, yeah, he's younger. That's what I'm saying though, but that's a little bro. So yeah, it's but like, that isn't you don't. But, you, then, but that, like, that's what I'm saying. My my whole thing is this: is that like because the the as you quoted, yeah. you think it's easily digestible. It that's is, fine. It's rice. It's rice it's for you. For you. For you. Because Wayne rice. has double entendres as well. But my whole thing is that is that. He can still be good. You don't have to shit on Wayne. I'm not shit on you, him. you are though. Let me just say, you don't have to shit on Wayne. Yeah. To to big up Jay. I never. I, Jay is incredible. I don't think Jay, Jay can be. I don't think we can. I, the only reason why I didn't bring up Jay, he brought up Jay. I don't think Jay is him. Yeah. So we don't even put him in the conversation. He's, he's home. home. He's somebody completely yeah. else. Right. But, but but that doesn't mean that Wayne is 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 uh is is like. Not on any type of level of top tier in MC. I didn't say that. I said he's definitely on the. In the but in when the you Mount say Rushmore when you things. say he has mashed potatoes and tomato soup bars, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gonna tell me that that's not that like he's not gonna hear or not him, but like anybody who you're talking to, like if you if you say, oh, bro, your DJing is like easy that easy digestible, you would take it as a diss. You would, wouldn't you? You'd be like, this this man's. This I would take it as a diss because there's a whole lot of DJs that are easily digestible. And when <laughs> you listen just... to me, DJ, hold on. When you hold on, let me talk my shit now. Look, look, look. Here we go. When I when I DJ, and you can attest to this, I don't just play music. I take you on a journey. 
I walk you through a story. Facts. You're great. Correct? You're one of the best DJs I've ever heard. So the beauty of what Wayne does, even though his bars, because, okay, put it like this. Wayne's bars had to be easily digestible because of the era he was rapping in. Mm-hmm. If somebody got on the mic and they gave you a bunch of uh, similes and metaphors that maybe you would have to think about. It's just like watching that Joe Budden freestyle uh, battle we watched last night, right? We would listen to him rap and he's saying some shit. Yeah, but there's the a lot of double is, entendres. The crowd and, yeah. is booing because they're like, they don't understand what? It. Like, Why yeah. did you mm-hmm. take so long to get here and all this shit like that? Wayne was rapping in the era where he had to just get to the fucking point. Mm-hmm. Excuse my language. I don't know if this is. Oh, you can go ahead. He had to just get to the point, which made his bars have to be easily digestible. But the art, the art of him doing that, I think he knew that. Do I think that Wayne can't rap and do what what the the, the goats and great that that Jay does? Wayne can fucking do that shit. I've heard it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But throughout the time where he was running things, he had to make his, you know, he had to dumb his shit down. Yeah, I, I think and, even at a, at a certain point, Jay did too. Lil Wayne is a fucking animal when it comes to just recording. He's an alien. He's so, an alien. So you run out of things to really say when you're like I, I understood. I I heard his his process is he has his uh he has his engineer turn record and he'll go in on a beat for two hours and just in freestyle and he'll leave the booth and he'll say all right chop that shit up and put it on the song yeah. yeah. Right, so so in that situation, it's very very hard for you to come up with some deep analytical bars. You know what I'm saying? So so listen, while I'm trolling you, <laughs> I'm being a hundred percent honest, and I understand why he has to be easily digestible. Eh. And, and I don't think last night, I don't think, I don't think eh. the, the new track God did. I don't think it fits into the easily digestible track because he's okay, rapping good. with Jay Z. Okay, at least you admit that. At yeah, least, yeah, at for least sure. You that. I'm trolling you. I love you, Jeff, bro. <laughs> yeah, and plus like that, even that verse, I love how. He like said like, "Yo, all y'all around here are my kids." Y'all I, was, my yeah. kids. I was like, "Yo, everybody's been saying that for years." And like the fact that Wayne finally was like, "Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm letting y'all know what y'all been saying is right." Like, right, yeah, right. all these rappers He's, with the long hair, the yeah. dreads, and the tattoos and shit. Yep. Yeah, they me. Yeah, they exactly. all my kids. The that point. For that sure. So I, I think in the, in the grand scheme of things, I think that Wayne was forced to in his era not have to be. So damn, you know, I, I, he didn't have to be a most deaf. He didn't have to be a even Andre three thousand. Like you have to listen to that shit over and over yeah. again. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have to be that in his era because there were so many other rappers that was that almost made it to where it wasn't even cool to have to sit here and think about what double entendres and triple entendres. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I just think Wayne is the god of that era. You know, what I'm say for sure. Yeah, definitely for sure. Um, I guess to, to kind of s- slow it down before we wrap up, I'm gonna do. I like to do like random questions and stuff toward, towards the end. So I'm gonna do a little word association and just uh, just have a little fun with some some stuff. So um, I'm gonna say the word balance and what 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 comes to mind when you hear the word balance? Uh, football. <laughs> balance, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean when I hear balance, I think of athletics. So. I'm just thinking football. Okay, you know, um, selfish, selfish uh, children, children. That's fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, you smoked that one. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you could have the ultimate collab with two artists and one producer, who would they be? Um, I would go with uh, Frank Ocean, um, Andre Three Thousand. And the producer would be Tyler the Creator. Okay. Nice, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. 
Uh, what about you? If you could hear like a, a, a ultimate collab, I guess with Jared. With Jared? Yeah, with him, two other artists, and a producer. I would actually want to hear him with a Tyler Creator, for sure. I definitely want to hear him with a Playboy Cardi. Yeah. Because I think he fits his a piece of who Jared is as an artist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, you can just plug in the second artist. You know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> you can just plug that guy in. But yeah. um, I'm an Andre 3000 fan. Like, that's yeah. my favorite. So okay. I'll yeah. ride with his. You go crazy. Okay. Um, what's a song that reminds reminds you of home? Hmm. I would go with uh, Kendrick Lamar's Women, Weed, and Weather. Alright What about you Walking in Blue Bucks clan Hey Facts That's the one joint That's gonna turn this yeah. up Out there Wait. Yeah where, where are you from LA Oh you, oh, you, are, you are from LA Yeah okay. I'm from LA Okay okay hey. um, Alright um, Let's see What's the other one I wanna ask um, What's the song That reminds you of Summer Um, I would say uh, I think it might have been uh, R.I.P. Screw by Travis um, Travis Scott. Okay. Yeah. Summertime. I wasn't listening to that when I was in the summer, like going through it, but yeah. I definitely had a lot of summer LA nights with uh, the R.I.P. Screw. Top down with the wind. Yeah. Like, that, that joint was, was my, was my, uh, my theme song. Okay. Okay. Uh, the last one, uh, I just wanted to have some fun with this one, and I'm going I'm to keep it with, within the marriage. Okay. <laughs> the best date that you've been on since being with Shan? I would say we went to Costa Rica, and we stayed out there for about a week. It was probably the best, my most highest ever time being with, uh, with a, you know, a woman, and it was just incredible. It was really good, relaxing vacation time. We're stunting. Uh, really nice villa in there with the people, going to the beaches, doing everything, every all the tourist things. It was a good time. It was that was that was my favorite time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that was kind of last one. But before we wrap, I guess what else do you want to let the the people know? Uh, any new music, any other projects, yeah. or whatever you got going on and stuff like? Because uh, I'm dropping this Wednesday. Hey, <laughs> hey, you know we got we got a uh, we got we got a lot of tour left. So um, definitely check out you know the tour the tour dates the tour routes. That's the, that's my main focus right now. Um, you know we got some music on the way. Uh, maybe a project. I got a lot of unreleased music. I just haven't. I've been holding on to. And it's fire. Yeah, yeah. Let them know. Uh, and it's fire. We heard that coming up. Yeah. We kind of heard that though. But listen, yeah. it's some shit, and it's some shit on the shelf right yeah. now, my boy. Um. So yeah, just you know, the tour. Stay look out for for everything. You can find me at enjoyjerbrady.com. Um. You know, Instagram enjoyjerbrady, Twitter enjoyjerbrady. Um. And if you were looking for some good fun content, come holla at me. All right, what, what about you, Mike? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Mike Goodness, M-I-K-E-G-D-N-S-S on everything. Um, and right now I'm just focused on getting this tour. And we're actually, we're still evolving within the tour and making it better. So as soon as we get out of here, we're going to have to go to the studio or something like that and go put some, some intros, things together. Yeah. Um, and go get some more music, man. Just keep keep supporting Enjoy Jared Brady. Keep yeah, supporting right. Jared Brady because y'all support him. I win too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what I'm going to push. Bye bye. Hey. All right, for sure. Well, 
Appreciate you guys for taking the time to, to do this, you know, on this busy, busy tour schedule y'all got going out. I know y'all yeah. been tired, been on the road and all that. So definitely appreciate y'all taking the time to do that. And um, this has been another episode of The Music Impulse. Hey. And we out. Peace.